It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of the show. Happy Tuesday, all across Broncos country, from the South Stance to the End Zone. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there at Pepsi, and this football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the freshman that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Ladies and gentlemen, very good to be back here on another episode of Lockdown Broncos with you as always. I am your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Denver Broncos insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show at Lockdown Broncos. You can add yourself to the Broncos text line 303-529-6323 and make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and your favorite podcast provider for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. And if you're a listener of the show, I got to remind you guys, tune in every single day. We have five episodes per week for you. You got to check in every single day, Locked On Broncos. Today's episode of the show, it is text message, Twitter Tuesday. We interact with listeners all across Broncos country. Plus, we go over some news and notes from the Broncos, the aftermath of the Broncos 37-12 loss on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Vic Fangio met with the media yesterday. We're going to hear from him a couple of points that he had made in his press conferences. The Broncos now shift their focus to the Miami Dolphins, and we got some other things we're going to be talking about as well. we got some amazing questions, as I mentioned, from listeners all across Broncos country as part of Text Message Tuesday, 303-529-6323. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our Denver Broncos news and notes of the day here. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio met with the media yesterday to discuss the aftermath 24 hours after the fact when he had a chance to go in there and watch the game film the coaches have been in meetings so far uh, as of yesterday they're in meetings with players today virtually and the Broncos should be back on the practice field tomorrow in preparation for the Miami Dolphins it's gonna be a tough test for Denver once again this upcoming Sunday the Broncos will be home but not really sure that matters at this point if the Broncos struggles on the offensive side of the ball continue at the magnitude that they are some of the things that Vic Fangio touched on I really wanted to highlight highlight on today's episode of the show. Vic was asked about right tackle Calvin Anderson, how he did in the Broncos uh, defeat on Sunday, making his first career NFL start at right tackle in place of DeMar Dotson, who was active for the game, but was only going to be used in an emergency situation, and the Broncos didn't need that. Now, outside of maybe one or two mistakes that I noticed on the film, 
Vic Fangio said that Calvin Anderson did a pretty good job. Now, for me, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the film. We're going to have the film breakdown coming up this week on the YouTube channel, Cody Work NFL. Be sure to check that out. We're taking a look at the Broncos offense. We're taking a look at four or five plays from each quarter, first, second, third, and fourth quarter, and we're breaking it down, offense and defense. You can expect that this week on the channel. But he said Calvin Anderson, he was pretty pleased with how he had played. And to be honest with you, outside of one play where Philip Lindsay, in my opinion, got tackled for a five-yard loss in the backfield, I felt like that was the one mistake that I noticeably saw him make. I think Calvin Anderson, for the most part, when I did watch him, I felt like he was athletic. I felt like he was doing a pretty good job of climbing to try, try to be able to get to the next level to sell off a play side backer. Uh, you know, pass protection, I thought he did decent. Obviously, the film is going to tell us a little bit more there. I don't get it as quick as Vic Fangio does, unfortunately. But yeah, if we did, it would be a different story. So keep an eye on that. But uh, it might be promising for the Broncos here. DeMar Dotson, we know, is 35 years old. He's got that hip. He's got that groin injury that just doesn't seem to be working out for him right now. He's trying to figure out how to come back, how to deal with that. Jake Rogers, the backup to Mark Dotson, was dealing with the shoulder injury, was not healthy enough to be active on Sunday, so they promoted Quinn Bailey to the roster for game day. So the Broncos' right tackle position is going to be one to watch, and especially against this Miami Dolphins team that blitzes everybody. They run a lot of cover zero. They'll drop back guys. Brian Flores is a defensive guru as well. The Broncos' offense is going to have their hands full, regardless if DeMar Dotson plays, regardless if Calvin Anderson plays. And there's also a question as to whether or not quarterback Drew Locke will play in this matchup because he's dealing with a rib oblique injury, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. It is unclear whether or not he will hit the practice field tomorrow. He is currently questionable for practice, but he took some shots specifically from Arden Key off the left side, and that's going to be part of our film review as well. Uh, but for Drew Locke, there is a chance that Vic Fangio did say that he may miss Sunday's game against the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be one of those that are going to have to wait and see, see if he can play through it. Drew Locke isn't the only Drew dealing with a rib injury this week. Drew Brees, Saints quarterback, is as well. So there is a chance that the Broncos could start Brett Rippon this Sunday. If that's the case, they will make Jeff Driscoll active for the game. But Drew Locke, I mean, he could be active. He could be an emergency quarterback situation. I know this from people that I've spoken to is that the Broncos, they're going to use these next seven games to really evaluate what they have with Drew Locke. We touched on it a little bit in yesterday's post-game therapy podcast here on Lockdown Broncos. If you didn't have a chance to hear that, please go back after the show and listen to it. We provide logic as to the Drew Locke situation. But I think the writing is on the wall. I mean, NFL defenses are now playing the Broncos forcing them to throw the football. They are daring them to throw the football. They are playing to stuff the run. They are crowding the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter if Melvin Gordon or Phil Lindsay are in the backfield. They are going in even fronts. They're pinching on the interior and keeping contain on the outside while also sending some inside linebackers. Sometimes they'll send the nickel. Sometimes they'll send the safety. The Broncos not having much, much success running the football. It's been evident so far this season and they're forcing Drew Locke to pass and Drew Locke doesn't look confident as a passer. It's evident on the tape and, and obviously it's going to be something we focus on as well but if Brett Rippon does get the start look the Broncos have another chance and, and here's the thing about Brett Rippon I'm not saying he's going to come in and play better than Drew Locke has but I'm going to say what we saw from him outside of the three interceptions against the Jets is that he understood where the blitz is coming from that's one gripe I have about Drew Locke it's it's like he doesn't recognize where the pressure is coming from where the blitz is coming from and he doesn't understand where to throw against the blitz Brett Rippon on the other hand does do that. I mean, he has demonstrated that in the one game that we have seen him and also the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for uh, just over one offensive series against them in that fourth quarter. But that's a different story there. So a lot of questions and also the Broncos will more than likely be without Shelby Harris for the third consecutive game still on the COVID list. And Vic Fangio said it's not looking promising that he will be available for the Miami Dolphins. So once again, a big blow for the Broncos defensively if he cannot go because they have allowed a 200 yard rushing performance by another team's offense for the second time in three weeks. They did 
did it against the Chargers, and now they allowed it against the Las Vegas Raiders between Devontae Booker and Josh Jacobs. It's it's a concerning trend that the Broncos have to fix and have to find a way to fix it quick. Vic believes it's stuff that they have the guys that can execute it, but they just got to find a way to be consistent. They got to build continuity, and they were on the field a lot in that third quarter in the Broncos 37-12 to loss. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into our text message Tuesday. We're going to interact with listeners all across Broncos country. And if you want to get your question in for next week's, send me a text 303-529-6323. Add yourself to my contacts. I'll add you to mine. That's the best way to interact with me one-on-one. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the two sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That is our good friends over there at Pepsi and DoorDash. Now with Pepsi, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever get to play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, and that's the League of Football Watchers. And this football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Join the League of Football Watchers like myself on Sundays by going to Pepsi. Pepsi, made for football watching. And our good friends over there at DoorDash. And between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. So give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food that you're craving right now, right to your door. And ordering is easy. All you got to do is open the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat. And your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos, or you could choose from some of your favorite national restaurants like the Cheesecake Factory, Wendy's, or Chipotle. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, so just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, listeners of Lockdown Broncos can get $5 off and zero delivery fees. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKDOWN. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKDOWN. Don't forget, that's code LOCKDOWN for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Getting into one of my favorite parts on every single week when we do Lockdown Broncos. Tuesdays is always fun because I get to interact with you, the listeners. And I interact with you on Twitter all the time, at Cody Rourke NFL. But it's hard for me sometimes to see every single interaction that comes my way. So if you text me at 303-529-6323, add yourself to my contacts. I'll also add you to mine. I get to interact with you one-on-one. It's very fun and love interacting with Broncos fans during the football games. I've got hundreds of messages I have to sort through, but I make an effort to try to respond to every single one, whether it be here on the podcast whether it be actually texting you back in person, I respond to everybody. So check me out over there. But getting into today's text message Tuesday, there's a lot of response. We've got about 15 or so we're going to go through here. We're going to get to Tom Walker. Tom Walker asked the question, he says, at what point do we see Brett Rippon get a start? I'm not saying we should give up on Locke, but use this as time to evaluate Rippon as well. Uh, Here's my emphasis on, on what I see from the Broncos here. You know, I understand Vic Fangio said on Sunday that they're committed to Drew and Drew's going to be the guy, the, the, the final seven games of the season. And that's because the Broncos really want to evaluate. They want to find a way to make a real decision as to whether or not they want to continue in 2021 with him or if they want to part ways with a different quarterback in mind. Not necessarily saying that Drew Locke won't be on the team, but he won't be the starting quarterback if that's the case that the Broncos uh, do decide to go with. And he's got to progress. He's got to stop regressing week in and week out. He's got to find a way to build on the things that he's good at, but we haven't seen him do that. He's played six good quarters of football in 2020, and that's not good enough right now. But for Brett Rippon, look, I I even threw the logic out there when he struggled against Kansas City, do, you know, do or even uh, 
the Los Angeles Chargers? Do the Broncos make a change due to how bad he is struggling? I mean, the mistakes that Locke are making aren't like the typical mistakes that you would hope to see from a quarterback that, you know, maybe is a little bit more comfortable in the system. When I look at Locke's mistakes, they're easily avoidable mistakes. His interceptions, he's putting the ball in harm's way. He's not protecting the football. That, to me, has been a big concern. Brett Rippon, you know, he, he's more than likely going to be a career backup in the National Football League, and that's not a bad thing. I think Brett Rippon will be a very good backup quarterback. He's also continuing to develop, but it was evident in my mind watching Brett Rippon in that final fourth quarter against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, against the New York Jets, it seems like he understands this offense and is more comfortable in this offense a lot more than what Drew Locke is, which is odd because we've seen Drew Locke more. We've seen Brett Rippon less, but Brett Rippon looks a lot more comfortable operating the system. Uh, so I think right now the Broncos are going to stick with the course unless Drew Locke cannot play this Sunday due to the rib injury. So keep an eye on that, Tom, and thank you so much for your text message, my friend. J.J. Jackson is up next, and he says, I didn't see Michael Ojemudi out there on defense. Did I miss something? If the Broncos draft a quarterback, can they get rid of Pat Shermer? Please say yes. J.J., my man, hey, good, uh, happy Tuesday to you. Uh, Michael Ojemudi did not play against the Las Vegas Raiders on defense. He played special teams snaps for them, but the Broncos believed internally that their matchups with the Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver personnel, you saw Bryce Callahan, A.J. Boye, and Asain Bassey, they felt like that package right there, which allowed Bryce Callahan to play a little bit more on the outside, specifically against guys like Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and even Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar from time to time. He saw action on all of those players there. They believe that Bryce Callahan matched up really well, and, and certainly what we saw in film is that he absolutely did and they felt like that John Gruden was going to take advantage and try to exploit maybe some matchups against Michael Ojemudia and also Michael Ojemudia has been struggling in the tackling department. This is more of a move I think it's going to try to light a fire under Michael Ojemudia to kind of correct some of the mistakes that he's been making. He's been making some fundamental errors on the last couple of weeks uh, in terms of on the football field and he's got to correct that before he can see his way back onto the defensive side of the ball but I, I don't believe that we're going to see him benched for the Miami Dolphins game and if the Broncos do go with another quarterback I don't believe that they're going to get rid of Pat Shermer. I think really right now is looking at the film. It was a combination of where we've seen Pat Shermer struggle to you know make some decent play calls in certain times, various situations, the running the football on second and long consistently, the predictability. That's a little bit on Shermer, but the on-field execution by Drew Locke is on Drew Locke, and, and I think the Broncos want to keep some continuity, and so they're, they're okay with marrying a system with a brand-new quarterback with a veteran play caller like Pat Shermer. And like I mentioned a minute ago, I didn't see that issue with Brett Rippon on the football field. It felt like the Broncos offense was actually having some success with Rippon out there. seems like he could execute the offense a lot better than Drew has so far this season. But uh, who knows, JJ? I mean, it's just it's kind of up in the air at this point. I know we had a therapy session on yesterday's episode, but we'll see what happens. Tommy Kraft is up next and he says, Cody, how long before we can have a qualified special teams coach? Skangs and McCartney should have been retained after 2019, and Tom McMahon should have been replaced. The very offensive line is going to get Drew killed. Tommy, you know, here's the deal. I, I don't think the offensive line is playing as bad as many people are saying. Look, I think there's some inconsistent communication errors that continue to affect them, but for the most part, I think the Broncos' offensive line has done a good job of giving Drew Locke a clean pocket in times when he's needed it, and then he's escaped it. And that was something I seen. Obviously, we're going to take a look at the film this week as well on the YouTube channel, but you know, I, I think that here's the here's the thought process based on people that I've spoken to about the Broncos' decision to fire Rich Scangarello and to part ways with T.C. McCartney. Uh, the fact was the Broncos took a big gamble on firing a first-year offensive play caller, a young offensive play caller in Rich Scangarello because there was a veteran available on the market, and that was uh, Pat Shermer and a very experienced quarterback coach in Mike Shula. 
These are things that the Broncos viewed as a risk, as a gamble. They feel like it was having a high reward um, ultimately for them. Unfortunately, it hasn't really looked that way so far. I don't know necessarily at this point how things would be if Rich Scangerillo was still here or even if T.C. McCartney was still here. I'm not quite sure we would still see the same growth that we saw last year from Drew. I think we've seen Drew Locke take a step back, and, you know, it's a bummer, but, you know, it is what it is. And the Broncos, evidently, in my opinion, they have to find a way to invest and maybe take a look at a new special teams coordinator in 2021. The dilemma the Broncos run into right now is they can't really fire Tom McMahon right now because then they're going to place all that responsibility on Chris Gould, who's an assistant special teams coach, and then you have to find somebody else to try to help him. It's shifting job responsibilities. You're adding more to one coach's plate, and you're making it a lot more difficult, which obviously can impact your on-field game prep. So I don't think that's going to be the case for Denver right now. But Tommy, thank you so much for your question, my friend. Daniel Heron says, how long would Drew Locke keep his job if he keeps throwing multiple interceptions per game? And do you think this is just growing pains? Daniel, I, I don't think that Drew Locke is going to get benched here in 2020. I think he's going to get the seven games. And the one thing I would want you to take a look at too is what is he doing from game to game? You know, we go back to that Chargers fourth quarter. He looked great. We go to the Atlanta Falcons fourth quarter. He had that bad interception. He also looked great on a few plays. And then this Las Vegas Raiders game, I think you can make the argument, it was his worst game that he's ever played as a professional athlete, which is hard because we said that a few weeks ago against the Kansas City Chiefs. And so the schedule doesn't get any easier for Drew Locke, and he's going to have to really grow as a quarterback to be the guy. Um, I don't think it's growing pains. I think it's absolute regression right now, which bums me to say. Frank Soldano says the offensive line is getting overwhelmed, needs to be a major focus of the 2021 offseason. The rest of this year is not going to be fun for the quarterback or the running backs. The Broncos have to find a way to get the ball going. And in terms of the running backs they got to be able to run the football effectively they haven't been consistent enough in doing that yeah you can make the argument that missing some guys on the offensive line due to injuries due to COVID protocols probably has a little bit of a factor into it missing Mike Munchak for a little bit of a week due to COVID protocols as well probably didn't hurt you know didn't help them in any way shape or form but uh, I think this offensive line is doing the best they can with what they have and the way that they're going against defenses I mean defensive coordinators like I said they are blitzing the Broncos on the interior they're sending them from the outside and they're focusing on trying to get one-on-one matchups and they're trying to find a guy to be able to come free and, and that's something we saw with Jonathan Abram Jonathan Abram came up in Garrett Bowles face on Sunday and he blitzed so Garrett Bowles had to focus on him and that sent Arden Key who was wide he was also blitzing and that's why he got a free path to Drew Locke Drew Locke's got to find a way to throw the ball quicker and so it's just those things right there and you have some internal communication issues going on between the rookie center the left guard the right guard the offensive line as a whole that's something that Dalton Reisner himself even said that they have to clean up and and certainly that's going to be their focus coming into this week and I think for the rest of the season but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment we're going to continue our conversation here on text message Tuesday we're going to get to my man Harry Leland up next but before we do that folks I got to tell you guys about the two other sponsors of today's episode locked on Broncos that is our good friends over there at BuiltGo and sportsbetting.com folks and with BuiltGo BuiltGo helps you break through your wall and makes you the best you at whatever you do and it helps you break through your wall whether it's a mental or a physical wall you get a break through it with Go every single day in easy to take one and a half ounce packages you can put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine I use it sometimes to power through the podcast the long hours of recording editing producing or you can put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results that comes in three delicious flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate coconut, and peanut butter honey. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, and collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to help ignite my work like beta alanine, B3, honey, 
and a kick of caffeine. Collagen also promotes joint soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. And our good friends over there at sportsbetting.com, they are passionate and they are live here in the state of Colorado and they are the authority on sports betting that features their own in-house bookmakers. Sportsbetting.com is known for their sharp odds and their low juice. That means the best prices for you. And new players over there at sportsbetting.com can receive a welcome bonus of up to $1,000 and a risk-free week of sports betting. And for those of you who are already registered at sportsbetting.com, take part in some of their awesome promotions like Break a Leg, where you get a bet of 14 parlay, you get your money back if one leg loses today's tuesday so take advantage of two for tuesday where you get a place a bet on any sport on tuesday and you get equal value in free bets back sportsbetting.com offers no hassle bonuses with just a one-time playthrough so take advantage of their nfl touchdown promotions with can't lose offers on first touchdown in nfl action get your action at the home of sports betting that's sportsbetting.com backslash Locked on Broncos. Getting into my man Harry Leland's next question. He says, is there any chance that Vic Fangio will go to Brett Rippon for a game next week so that Drew can hit pause and watch a field general for a week? Would that help in Drew's development and the organization's evaluation process? Harry, at this point, that wouldn't help the Broncos because Vic Fangio said in yesterday's press conference that he did enough watching on the sideline last year that he felt like it would hurt him to be able to do that. And the Broncos are really focused on seeing him in these final seven games here. Christopher Allen says, I was am such a huge lock supporter, Cody, but I am really starting to question whether or not he will pick things up. He has so much ability and raw tools. He just seems to be missing reads and throws, etc. I, I feel you, Chris. And, and look, here's the deal, too. I, I think there's a proponent of media here in the Denver media that wants Drew Locke to fail. I don't want Drew Locke to fail, okay? I, I'm a guy that wants whoever's going to be the quarterback, I want them to succeed. And I'm going to call them on the things they do good at. I'm going to call them on the things they do bad at. And, I'm, and, and, and I like to try to be as fair as I can. I'm a former player. I'm a former coach. I understand the evaluation process that goes into it. I don't want to be that type of person that tries to bash a player just to get clicks. That's not me. So, for, But for Drew Locke, we have seen him regress, and that's been very concerning to me because, look, he's got the moxie. He's got the leadership. The players love being around him, but the on-field product is different than what he's saying, and he's got to find a way to improve. And I think a lot of Broncos fans are kind of sitting where you're at right now, Chris. They really are, and you know, hopefully he can turn it on in these next seven games. If not, I, th- I think the Broncos are going to go elsewhere. Jeff Greidel says, would you rather trade for Darnold to compete with Locke, or would you draft a quarterback round one if Locke continues to struggle? I think the Broncos will be taking a look at the free agency market, not quite sure who's going to be available. Uh, Dak Prescott rumored to be available. I don't think the Cowboys are going to let him go. Uh, Matt Stafford wants to stay in Detroit, but you know, you never know. Detroit might be looking to move on. I don't know if that would be a good move for Denver. I don't know if Sam Darnold in Denver would be any better either, to be honest with you. I really don't. Um, maybe. Who knows? The Broncos did have some interest in him during the draft process, but it never really equated to much there overall. But if anything, I think the Broncos, they look at drafting a quarterback, and who knows where they're going to be. I mean, right now I'm looking at this Broncos schedule down the stretch, and to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have a hard time seeing a win right now if the offense continues to play the way that they're playing. The defense can only do so much. They did great in that first half, and then they were tired because they're on the field the entire third quarter, and then they just looked defeated by the fourth quarter once that rolled around because the offense just kept turning the ball over. And so I, I think for Denver, you're, you're going to be at a crossroads here. If you don't win the, the rest of your games, which is very possible, I mean, the schedule is absolutely brutal for Denver and there's a chance they don't win a single game, then they might be in a good position and maybe to go after a guy like Justin Fields. There's also Zach Wilson at BYU, who I'm very high on, but look, I think it's way too early to be talking about draft quarterbacks right now. So uh, yes, absolutely. Our next one comes in from Bridget. She says, my therapy statement, 
I may be different, but I don't understand the burn it to the ground mentality with so much loss due to injuries in COVID weekly. It's clear that Drew Locke is playing injured along with everyone else. And when do we come to reality that 2020 was a bust and part of a rebuild? It's okay to win or lose as long as you're learning. Now for my question, when do you legitimately give up on a quarterback? And when is it just becoming a turn and burn situation looking for an insta fit? Bridget, thank you for your question. I think you make a lot of valid points here. Uh, we all know the, the expectations coming into the season. I think a lot of Broncos fans thought the Broncos were going to be a playoff team. I didn't. I was never on board of saying that. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team. I still said I think it could take another two to three years for them to get to maybe where they want to be to be able to be a team that competes inside the AFC West. So far, I think that statement is, is kind of accurate based on where things are sitting right now. But in terms of your question, look, I, I think the Broncos, like I said, seven games of Drew Locke, and they're going to find a way to see if whether or not he's the guy. The, the organization doesn't want to waste their time with some of the key defensive players that they have right now, some of the young offensive talent. They want to build something that can obviously be sustainable. And if Drew Locke is not progressing, then obviously they're going to move forward with that. Jim Meyer says, is the lack of support from fans for Drew Locke causing him to play so poorly? I, I mean, I imagine it probably has a little bit of a role to play with it. I mean, it, it's evident that he does hear the outside noise. You can tell in some of his responses, but here's the reality. That's always going to be the unfortunate nature of the business. You're going to have fans that aren't going to be supportive. You're going to have fans they're going to boo you but if you allow that to affect your play then maybe you're not the guy for the job Ryan Hess says the offense feels entirely broken and the playoffs are a long shot at best so what should the Broncos do with the final seven games so that the season isn't entirely lost drastic changes stay the course with Locke they're going to stay the course with Locke but I think at the same time you have to focus your development on some of these young guys get some of these more young guys some playing time there there's a chance that Von Miller returns here in the next three to four weeks which would give them about maybe three weeks or two weeks left in the season to be able to put some game product on the film um, I think the Broncos will keep Von Miller I don't think he wants to leave I think he wants to stay in Denver. It's not about money to him at this point. It's about legacy. Uh, so those are some silver linings you could take the rest of the way, Ryan. Michael Bullen says, I'm curious to know what's the difference between Locke and players like Kyler, uh, Justin Herbert, Tua, Joe Burrow, who are already showing more promise in as much or less time. Well, the difference is, is all those other players you mentioned are first round draft picks. Drew Locke's a second round draft pick. He was never given a round one grade by many organizations. The Broncos didn't have a great a round one grade on him either. And really, the Broncos took a gamble in the second round to get him. And so I think because he's a second round pick, it's not as big of a a risk if you move on from him, right? It'd be different if it was a first round quarterback because the Broncos already moved on from a first round quarterback in Paxton Lynch, who absolutely was not the guy and didn't cut it out. So, Michael, that's to answer your question there, my friend. Eric Blackman says, what's it going to take to turn this thing around? Is it even possible that we'll see positive changes this season? I think you have to f- try to find a way to run the football, Eric. And I want to see the Broncos do whatever they can to establish the run. Vic Fangio said it in yesterday's press conference that having a run game would help out with the offensive side of the ball. Having a run game would take the pressure off the quarterback. But the Broncos, they've gone away from that. They didn't have to go away from that in Sunday's game against the Las Vegas Raiders because of the fact that they were trailing 10-6. And late in that third quarter, it was still 13-6. But the Broncos, offensively, guess what? They didn't get on the field except one time, and they they were off the field within 56 seconds uh, against the the Raiders on Sunday in that third quarter, and the defense was on the field the entire quarter. Can't have that formula. And so, obviously, at that point, the Broncos could not run the football. And like I said, teams are daring them to pass the ball, so they're shutting down the run. Anthony Peters says, Hey, Cody, Sunday's loss was tough, but now more than ever, we need to be patient, especially with Locke. Yes, he's struggling, but I think benching him now doesn't benefit our team. We just need to ride the rest of the season out with Drew. If by the end of the season, he's showing no signs of improvement, I'd be okay with not putting our eggs in one basket and looking to bring on another quarterback to compete with Locke. 
The Bills gave Josh Allen time to play through his mistakes. He's doing better. We've seen our patience with Bulls pay off this season. I really hope the same happens with Locke. And in terms of Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen himself was also a first-round quarterback. Locke was not great at that. I mean, there was a lot of expectations that Locke was going to be a late second round or maybe even an early third-round draft pick when he was drafted in 2019. But I don't believe necessarily at this point in time the Broncos have to bench Drew Locke now because they want to see what he can do. They want to see how he responds in these seven games and if he does show signs of improvement. And if he doesn't, if he continues to show what he's showing right now, they are going to go in a different direction next season. And I don't know if necessarily they're going to bring someone in to compete with him. I think they're going to bring somebody else in to be the starter, and Drew Locke would more likely be inclined to be a backup. But at this point in time, who knows? I think we got to let the process play out one week at a time, Broncos country. So hang in there. I appreciate you guys. And make sure you guys tune into this podcast every single day. Don't just listen once. Listen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're bringing you up to date around the latest news around Dove Valley and insight from a former player, coach, and someone who's been around the football administrative side of things. I try to bring the logic in my day-to-day thoughts here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast, and I appreciate all of you listeners. Whether you're a new listener of the show, welcome in. Hope you stay along with us. Whether you're an old-time listener that listens every single day, I appreciate you guys, as always, here on Text Message Tuesday. You can text me once again, 303-529-6323. The Broncos, they'll be back on the practice field tomorrow in preparation for the Miami Dolphins this Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. And I'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.